It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a lovely day. Just wanted to stop in here before you hear the podcast to give you a warning on some of the language we used and some of the scenarios we had to describe that were pretty graphic this episode. So this is a fair warning in case there are children in the vehicle or in the vicinity. You'll probably want to either skip this one or throw some headphones on before you listen to the podcast. It does happen a little later in the podcast, but I'm not sure exactly which timestamps to give you. So it's just better to avoid altogether. I do appreciate y'all listening in on this. I hope you have fun with us. The premiere episode was a little bit more serious than some of the other episodes we've had, but we ended up trying to find our fun and positivity in it. And we'll be back next week with some hopefully more lighthearted 90 Day Fiance. Enjoy, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rahapa podcast. We're here today to talk about a brand new season in the franchise. We are, of course, talking about 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Day. This is season six, episode one here to talk about it all. I am, of course, your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Puyazan McKeely, ready to talk about four brand new couples and a returning one on what seems to be like maybe our most serious season yet. I don't know. We'll talk about it all here on this episode. But before we get any further, let me, of course, welcome in my guest, not unfamiliar to y'all in the 90 Day Fiance space. I am, of course, talking about someone who is one half of the Mess Magnets, one half of the Below Deck Big Deck Energy podcast, and soon to be talking Never Have Ever as well. It is the one and only Sasha Joseph. Sasha, how are you doing? You know, I'm I'm here. My ukulele is here. Uh, my <laughs> my sadness is here. I can't I can't wait. I'm I'm so excited to start a new season of 90 Day Fiance. I feel like we have so much to get into, but y'all, this is gonna be a serious one. I just know it. Yeah. Um. So my full knowledge of this cast really came down to the three minute video they released a month ago of, of what to expect from the season. And then I watched the episode and as I was writing my notes, all I could think of was this feels a lot more serious than usual. Usually everyone's a dummy and, and stupid. This feels like, yeah, they're dummies, but also there's some real life things happening that is, that is, a lot to to take in in one episode yeah like what therapist office did they did 90 day producers kind of walk to and said great um we won't pay for your therapy but we will pay you so would you like that instead and they all said yeah that's good for me yeah it is a lot so you know right before we went live i did tweet that 
We didn't need Gino and Jasmine back. They are our one returnee couple this season. I don't need returnees on these these shows. The returnees should be on Happily Ever After only. And if they stopped putting the same four couples on that show, they could put Gino and Jasmine over there. But they don't do that, right? So we have to get Ari and Binium. We have to get um, uh, Sumit and Jenny. We have to get Angela and Michael. Like They have these like stand still spots on that show and we don't get to see these other couples be on there so they have to be here but jason replied to my tweet our own jason reed of course and said usually i'd agree but i feel like they're bringing in some levity on what seems to be a sad season and honestly 15 minutes after tweeting that i think i agree with him yeah where where is the lie unfortunately because Again, I feel that I love to come on these podcasts and be like, oh, my God, Google is free, la, 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 la. But now I have to be like, therapy costs money. And I understand why we're here. Yeah. So let's just dive in and, and, and do our best here to talk about what is going on here with this brand new season. Let's open up the show talking about Riley. So, and, and specifically Riley and Violet, but of course, with the first episode, they always usually will start with the American and then we meet the other person either in the follow up episode or at the end of this one. But we got Riley and Violet here, Sasha. So Riley is 48 years old from Pennsylvania and the shot opens with him putting in records into this collection he has. Apparently he had a, over 40,000 records, but then a fire took him out and destroyed them. So we're seeing him put some records together. Yeah, he's he said, I'm a jazz man. I um help me, it helps me be less alone. I got my cigars, I'm I'm making moves, I have a dog, look at me. Normal American. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he he was first of all, he said jazz record collection, then expanded to this is my jazz collection. Then I've got the, the R&B, the 70s hits. And then here I've got my more obscure collection. It's the Elton John records. And I thought, is Elton John obscure? For whom, right? I I don't even listen to Elton John's music, but even then, it is not obscure. Like, stop the madness, my guy. Right? I think Riley bless his heart, but like really is living in a, his own reality. Yeah. So Riley, you know, tells us that he works in public safety for the U.S. government and that um, he has a military background and that his life, the way he he's worked, you know, he has to always think of the worst possible case scenario and then find a solution for that scenario in case it happens. And then further backs it by saying, this is why I'm not really trusting in people. And this is something I carry and do in my day to day. And then he gives us a little bit of information on his relationship history. So he was in a serious relationship with this woman and he had gone to visit her, I guess, knocks on her door, no reply, tries calling her, no reply. She's not answering. And then he's like, in that moment, I knew something was up. So I went to her bedroom and there was a man in the closet and it wasn't just any man. It was a man that he knew and that he had introduced to her. So she was cheating on him with someone he knew. I just, whew, it's not even that like she was cheating on him. It's that apparently they met through him. Like they Would met you, through Riley. Whew. Yeah, they met through Riley and then they were they were getting better acquainted without Riley. Riley was not invited <laughs> to the hangout after that. 
<laughs> yeah. What a party. Three, yeah. Three's a three's a party. Two's two is something else. So well, Riley, you got ejected. And and you know, if if you did not watch the episode and we're painting the picture for you, you might be thinking, well, wow, I can see why Riley has some paranoia and, and thinks of the worst case scenario in relationships. It gets worse. So then after that, he met someone else and they were very, everything was good. Everything was great. And they were supposed to be moving in together. And she was like, I'm going to go to Philly to get to pick some stuff up. And then she just ghosted him and vanished from the face of the earth. Okay. Is this a taken scenario? Like, do I have to reach for this lady and be like, are you okay? Okay. Well, apparently she then ended up responding to him and said, you know, gave some reasons that he said he didn't understand. But that's what I'm saying. Did someone take her phone and like give it away? Because I don't know. I'm like, did she get taken? What happened? Because she just said he said she went to Philly and I never heard from her again. Baby, Philly is not um, Antarctica. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> well, she, she wanted distance from that. Riley is how I yeah. took it. Because here's the thing. The the beauty, the 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 double-edged sword, the you know, of a premiere episode is that I am only meeting Riley. I am not, I don't know how he interacts with his, mm. you know, fiance or girlfriend or partner yet because it's first episode we don't get the interactions till later when they go see each other so right now my all my thoughts were oh poor guy like (laughs) he's just catching l's people are cheating on him they're ghosting him that's not great now this is 90 day fiance so we have been fooled before i'm not gonna be like no 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 he's great because we need to see what the interactions are gonna be with violet and and see whether or not some of these things were you know she was like, I need to get away from this man or the the person cheating, the relationship wasn't working out. So there's curiosities there for me, Sasha. Yeah, because I was even going to say, and this comes up later, so we'll talk, we'll, we'll dive deeper. But I mean, the way he talks about being in love or the way he talks about saying the words, it's just... He doesn't say love. It's it's a little bit cracked, but I, I'm not against, like, I understand him and I'm not going to drag mm-hmm. him for it, but like, again, therapy, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to drag him either, but what I will say is there is drag opportunity, but yeah. we need to see if it's going to happen. We just don't know yet. Um, caution. <laughs> yeah. So then after the, you know, the relationship's not working, he ended up signing up for a Vietnamese dating app and ended up meeting Violet. She is 46 and he says that she's the sweetest jerk he has met. They get along really well. She does this thing that he described as a joke grenade where she'll throw a joke at him and it's kind of shady, but he doesn't get it right away. Seemed pretty sweet. And then when they did their video call, it seemed like a great interaction to me. And then she was kind of, getting him to be like you want to say the word he's like nope you know i'm not going to say that and then he tells us i never say i love you uh because when i say i love you to people they leave <laughs> that was the saddest thing i've heard in a minute that's what i'm saying i was like i can't even drag to be like you suck blah 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 like i can't right like, no I this just, is a hurt so man sad. hurt people hurt people so i just the problem is I must say that one he he's like she's the sweetest jerk I was like is she Sammy sweetheart because if anyone watched the Jersey Shore <laughs> I was like that's literally her tagline so it's giving not uh 
like not unique the way he describes her and also Puya men will literally download a Vietnamese dating app instead of going to therapy or instead of like dealing with their problems because he's like I downloaded the app because I can't sleep at night. So I had to pick a place that was up when it's nighttime here. He literally said, I can't sleep at night. So I downloaded the app thinking, well, if it's nighttime here, it's daytime there. So someone will talk to me like, bro, <laughs> like, this is this is trauma. My friend, you are describing <laughs> trauma. You can't sleep. It is so cracked. And like, again, I, I, I can't drag because it's just it comes from deep hurt that he has and the way he um, speaks to Violet. Right. Like, I think they're very sweet, but it's it's a little bit of um, fetishizing. And but I am open to like, you know, being wrong here. But I have to say and I'd love to know your thoughts, too. But a few of these men, right, him and actually David in particular and over the 90 day, just like franchise years it feels like these men um will like go to asia specifically to poor asian countries um and you know kind of like be like oh they're gonna act a certain way they treat men you know this way etc etc but then we'll almost like chastise these people for like needing help it's like you went to a country that you know you you found a partner sorry in a country that maybe isn't so well to do and i'm not saying everyone in vietnam everyone in philippines that's not what i'm saying but it just feels like sometimes they're um i I don't want to say preying on people but it's just like you're you're seeking these kinds of people i feel like it's like wake up yeah, there's a through line here that we see. Obviously, yeah. the ninety the ninety day storylines. If you were to do a TikTok of ninety day couples, be like, there's very similar things at play. You could fit a lot of it into one TikTok, where it's almost always the same story, right? Uh, out of luck, can't really find love. This in the U.S. Yeah, uh, ventures onto a dating app, finds someone typically younger, um, attractive, younger. And who was very kind, very nice. But then also then obviously you have to have the skeptical American side of things, which is, are they, are they in it for the money? Cause they've been asking for money suddenly. And like, I don't know if I want to do that. It's like, Oh, well, yes, this is, this is the reality. Like David, we, we haven't talked about yet, but right, we sorry. see this, the, this mm-hmm. season on with David, he goes to Sheila's house and Sheila's house went through fire and a typhoon and is in a bad state. And, you know, you have the bartender friend who was like, yeah, I don't know. You don't really know her that well. Would you send money? I said, well, when, when you strike a relationship with someone, you know, a merge, a merge, if you will, two people bonding mm-hmm. and becoming one, not necessarily every couple, every fi- relationship finances are intertwined, but you will lean on that person emotionally. You'll lean on that person spiritually. You'll lean on that person financially if you if you are in a position to end up being like that. So I just feel like it's one of those things that is it does happen, especially again with the 90 day side of things. Because like you said, not everyone in X country or Y country is less fortunate. But when they are brought on to 90 day, typically that is the storyline they bring yeah, in because that is the you. drama line, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, oh, but there's money trouble or oh, but there's an age gap. There's definitely a couple. There is a Jenny and Sumit storyline where the couple are the exact same age. We're just never going to see that on the show, right? <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> they definitely want to go for those drama corners. And that's how we end up here with uh, 
Riley and Violet. Now, I want to hear your take on this. So we talked about how Riley doesn't say the word love because when he says love, people leave, which is, again, very sad. So then he has an alternative now. So he says that Riley's told him Vietnamese women will typically say something and mean the opposite. So he has found a new way to tell her he loves her without telling her he loves her. And this is by flipping her off. By flipping her off, instead of saying F you, he's saying love you. Interesting. So <laughs> I think I have shared this story. So I'll embarrass myself. You know, since I drag these people, I think it's only fair. Do people can drag report. me. You have a good self-report. Yeah, exactly. But I will say, like, when my husband and I uh, were first started to date, I said I love you first. And Puya, he definitely said, mm, that must have been really hard for you to say thanks. <laughs> wow. Because you said it first. Yeah, well, sorry, no, because he, he, he didn't said believe. It first. He said no, it first. no, he said it. I said it first. Let's oh, you said clear, it first. Unfortunately, um, but he like because he same thing where it's like, oh, no one in my family said it. Like I, you know, actions are more important. Blah blah. It's just, it comes from a place of like not really like comprehending. You know, mm-hmm. like necessarily like. <laughs> not good emotions but like you know mm-hmm. a to b b to z okay it like it's just it's not tracking in the same way so he, he said it later on when he thought we were gonna die in turbulence uh many months later but the point is like i do think that like it comes from a place of like just guarding yourself you're and, putting yourself out there when you yeah when those words leave your your mouth there is that couple of seconds in between the other person hearing it reacting to it and then will they or will they not respond? I remember when I first said it to Liana, um, Liana is shady, first of all, because <laughs> Liana fully was like, is there something else you want to say? And it is about we're about to like end the call. And I was like, no, She's like you want to say something. And I was like, no, it's like just I know you have something you want to say. So then I said it. And then she's like, good. I was like, what the fuck? And then she said, oh, I'm sorry for cursing. And then she said it back, but it was fully like she left me to hang for five seconds and it was the worst five seconds for me. I'm telling you, it's so like to this day. And now that like Karthik, my husband ever says, I love you. I'll be like, mm, that must have been really hard for you to say. So will he ever live this down? Absolutely not. So like <laughs> I said, I understand Riley, but I'm also like, I need you if you're gonna take a chance on someone you gotta fully be in it right like you can't be one leg in one leg out it doesn't work like that right um so they do this uh, flipping each other off thing which I think he thinks it's a very you know it's like an in joke and it's our thing which definitely is a sign of a good healthy couple Right. If, if they are both agreeing that this is the thing we do, then it works perfectly fine. I'm really excited for them to to be together in person. I think there's going to be some interesting dynamics for us to talk about with these two. Now, we do hear that they're, they've been through some up and ups and downs before. And this kind of comes up in the next scene where he's going to meet up with his friend, Sean, who he's known for 30 years and Sean's wife, Tiffany. They're, they've got a Juneteenth celebration happening. And we hear a little bit, of course, now Sean and Tiffany are the skeptical American friends of the the set partner. And they start asking, well, have you sent money? He's like, no, I only sent $100 once to her 16-year-old daughter for her sweet 16. That's it. And the big shoe that drops is that we find out that, I guess, 
Riley kept asking her directly if she was divorced and she was not really saying anything until three months into dating or talking. She mentioned that her divorce was finalized and he takes it as a slight against him. I want to chime in here and say that it has nothing to do with you. And I don't think you should take it too personally. I don't think that is a a deception or a thing she was hiding from you. I think that was just her going through a thing and not wanting to ruin this thing by bringing up that thing. And I don't think she was like still married to the person with a romantic interest. I think it was just wrapping up. Yeah. That's what I think I'm, I'm holding as well, where I was like one, a hundred dollars for a birthday gift, hundred dollars itself is a lot, but I feel like maybe if you're, you know, if he's making a good amount of money and it's a 16 birthday gift, I don't know that it's like, Oh my God, a scammer, right? It's like hundred dollars. Um, and, that's number one. And I agree that I think that in a relationship, you should be 100% honest, right? Especially when it comes to stuff like this. But I don't know that people move at the same pace, right? So if Riley is ready to share X, Y, and Z on date one, but Violet was only ready to share it date, you know, whatever, three months in, she still shared it. And, um, and I feel that like, it's okay for people to go on their own pace. Just like, she's not pushing you to say, I love you. Yeah. I, I think that's a great point you bring up that not everyone's always at the same place in a, in a relationship. Some people move a little faster or feel a lot stronger, a lot quicker. Some people, it takes them a minute to get there. And you know, patience is important, especially if you're the one that's like the I fall too hard, too quick, very quickly. I'm all in. Yes. You just because you're like that doesn't mean the other person's going to be and and you can't be expecting them to be. So I don't think that's that big of a deal. But clearly, Riley has been hurt before. And I think Riley is going to then continue feeling feelings very heavily and feeling slighted when he shouldn't. So we will see how it goes. The other thing he brings up is that at one point, she had said, all right, we're together now. Get rid of the dating app. It's fine. Drop it. So he deletes the dating app. And I guess they had an argument. And then he went on back on the dating app to see if she was still there. And she was still there. And then, you know, Tiffany was like, yeah. And what did she say? Why were you back on there when you confronted her? Exactly. Again, why are we making Violet the villain when we haven't met her yet? <laughs> Can we meet this woman first? And, oh, oh my god and again like i feel like this dating app stuff is so crazy because sometimes you think you've deleted it and you just didn't or yeah, it's I, like it's, <laughs> i don't know it's just so messy it really is it really is and uh i you know i don't think we need to say anything more about these two let's just see where yeah. they go let's see how we uh how we feel about them because he's about to leave for vietnam they've been together digitally for two years let's see how they are in person in the this season on because it's still the first episode we do see that they're going to have a fight but again is that shocking that a couple is going to fight on 90 day no so we'll get more <laughs> when we get there in the future but let's move in to another couple new couple on the show we've got amanda and rosvon and Sasha, I don't think I'm being hyperbolic in saying Amanda might have the saddest story I've ever heard on the first episode of a 90 day season ever. Oh, 1000%. And then I feel like she's making it worse for herself. It does feel that way. So let's peel back the layers here. So we meet Amanda. Okay, so the, the opening shot of the episode, she's the first person we see. It's her. She's doing a little prayer with her kids. And she's 31. She's from Eunice, Louisiana. 
currently visiting her sister in Ohio is where we see them. And we immediately learn that earlier this year, her husband passed away to cancer. Amanda's husband did. And she tells us about the story of how her husband went and got a scan done, a bunch of tests done, and the doctors didn't see anything. But he was insistent that he felt something was wrong. And then a couple months later, finds out that gets diagnosed with cancer. And they were married for eight years. They have two beautiful children. And he seemed on the footage we saw, he seems like a very fun loving guy. So immediately just the loss of this husband was sad. I've, I don't know the guy and I'm feeling feelings in, in this moment. And again, earlier this year, her husband passed away. So after, and, and she's mentioned that her and her husband, Jason had talked about, yeah. you know, I want you to find love again and move on. I don't want you to like sulk on me when I'm gone. So the husband gave her not motivation, but basically gave her the reassurance of, I want you to be happy without me moving yes, forward. Exactly. So one night her friend, Amanda's friend was doing a live stream on TikTok. which if to give you a bit of background audience, in case you're not on TikTok, when you're scrolling through TikTok, the algorithm will feed you videos that you like every now and then you'll end up seeing a live stream. Someone just live on TikTok, doing whatever, talking to different people kind of getting some audience interaction and so on. So her friend was doing a live stream on TikTok and she brought on this guy who was doing a challenge against her and was doing poorly, but was being silly and funny. So she sent him a rose, which in t- on TikTok, you can send little gifts and they're mo- they have monetary value. So a rose is what, 80 cents, let's say. So she sent him a rose and then Rosvan gave her a private message, thanked her for the rose. And they've been talking ever since. Rosman's 26 years old, lives in Romania. He's a model and a social media influencer. And Sasha, they've been together for four months. Okay. Okay. Here, this is going to be a little mean and I acknowledge, but like, who am I and who am I to talk about this? But one, I think it is too soon. And secondly, just with this, even just episode one, right? And all the mess of episode one, Puya, I feel that this man should not be a stepdad to anyone's kid. And he should not even be in a relationship. Like, man is out here living his best life in these streets. Like, look at, he's like, this is my body. This is who I am. This is how I make my money, whatever. And I think that's fine. I just feel that, girl, you saw him, you liked his body. And you got caught up. And now you're trying to marry the man? Me thinks in four months, this is too soon. Well, her own sister, Amber, who we do meet in this episode, also feels like it's happening too soon. And usually I'd be like, all right, we've got the skeptic family member who's just, you know, someone from another country to be sketchy. But her own sister's like, I don't think you fully recovered from this, uh, from, from, you know, the loss of Jason. And Razvan was just there at the right time, which I definitely do think, you know, because she does tell us that Razvan has kind of gotten her through her toughest days and obviously has been a very strong emotional support to her in her hard times right now. But they've been together for four months. I don't even want to sit down and do the math because obviously she said earlier this year, but then they these two have been together for four months. And now she's about to go visit him in Romania, leaving the two kids who, by the way, um, they have a little box with Jason's picture on it that the kids were like, can we have that? Can we bring the dad box over to bed? And like, this is kind of like their. I don't know how to phrase it. It's an urn. 
Is it an urn? I'm pretty sure it's an urn. So to me, I'm like, this is a lot. Because again, this is a show that typically we've titled The Hot Mess Express. Because it is people doing dumb things. And they're being dummies. And we tell them to Google things because they never research. They don't communicate. But this is a very real situation for me. Of like these two kids who are now, they've lost their father. And then now their mom's leaving for three weeks to go meet this man who she's not told them that he's like a serious relationship because she doesn't want, she wants to make sure the relationship's solid because she doesn't want them to get attached to a man in her life who then leaves as well. Um, It's a lot. And I feel like I looked at the subreddit because I wanted to see what people are saying about Mm -hmm. them. And predominantly most of the posts were about Amanda and a lot of people thinking that it's too soon and she, you know, therapy would probably help and she needs to maybe process some things before getting into a serious relationship like this. And I say serious relationship because she's talking about proposals. She's talking about this being deeper than it is after four months. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just feel like she... Uh, And she says a few key things, right? She's never been without Jason. She has two kids to take care of and she uh, can't do it alone, right? Like we're almost hitting the benchmarks of like why she's here and she wants this to work with him so bad. And I feel like there are men that could work. I just don't know that this man is the one like that's that's why i think it feels really sad well here's the thing if it's been four months of everything's been going great right like the the conversation's been bomb they've been talking they've connected there's been zero problems I'm like, hey, you never know, right? With everything, when it comes to romance, you're taking a gamble on it. You're taking a gamble on someone you have just met who you think could be the right pairing for you. And you are feeling, you know, very positive feelings and everything's great. And you're thinking, maybe this is my person, right? However, they've also had their issues in these short four months. And the issues mainly being that Rasvan is clearly, you know, a TikTok creator, a content creator who Mm. also does thirst trappy content where it's it's a lot of shirtless dancing it's he's doing lives and he's talking to other women and she's not okay with this she gets very jealous about this and they've had fights and they've broken up in the the, literally the the quote was they've broken up and got him back together a few times in four months what does a few times in four months look like that's what i'm saying because it's Oh my God. Okay. Because first of all, what's the, the, we don't want to do math on how quickly they got together. No, we don't want to do math on the How many times do you longevity. break up and get together in four months? <laughs> yeah, like even if it's once a month, that's four times already. And I bet you it's very much like, oh, I want to break up. And then like probably the next day they quote unquote get back together or the next two days. But girl, if you break up with him and then he doesn't change his ways and then you kind of get back together. He's going to be like, okay, she's just going to kind of be mad for a little bit and then come back. You know, it's human nature, right? To like manipulate the situation. So I'm just like, what's the point of breaking up if you're just going to give in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, oh God. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a tough one, folks. I do think this is going to be a very hard relationship for us to to navigate. 
And I, but I will say, I do think after this episode, because obviously this episode, we have to learn about the person and what they've gone through their journey to getting on the show. And it is an incredibly sad and difficult journey. But after this, once she gets to Romania, I'm sure it's going to be filled with silly interactions and stuff. And, And then we can focus a little bit more on that and we'll be, it'll be easier to talk about. But for right now, it's a lot of unpacking we're doing here. So she then gets on a call with him to to interact with first of all she goes and gets a spray tan with her sister because she wants to look tan and toned for when she meets Rosvan and she doesn't want to be very pale so that is b-roll we can move past it then which i just couldn't help but laugh but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like girl i was like well, he's 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 met you without the, the spray tan so like is he going to be like, oh, do you look different? Like me? Yeah. Anyway, Listen, anyway. there's there's many taxes of being a woman. And this is one of them <laughs> where we just have to pay for our nails, for the for the waxing or whatever. And then like tans for the for the people that need it. It's this too much. Yeah. <laughs> so then they do a video call and. He basically lays out the plans for when she gets there oh we're gonna go to this town we're gonna have a good time and then also we're gonna go shoot a music video for me and he says i might have to kiss another woman in this video shoot and then we get shown some b-roll of him kissing women and i guess she saw the trailer for a movie he did and she didn't like it i don't know what movie this was i don't know what's he's like it's an artistic movie it's it's not a thing she's like, oh artistic so i don't know what movies these are he's working on trying to get a music career going mm-hmm. and he's trying to shoot the we've seen this dance before if you are a 90 day person and you are bringing in your partner to watch you shoot a music video never do that it has never worked out it's never been the right move and we saw the um we saw like I, I I don't know if it was for that movie or it was that music video, whatever, but we saw these like outtakes and I was like, this is soft porn. Like, what is going on? Why is there an ice cube down your like ass? There's an ice cube, there's making out and lingerie. It was a it was a lot. I just didn't know. I was like, I would like to see this movie, not because like it piqued my interest, but because I want to know what genre this is. <laughs> like exactly. can we find out. Yeah. So she and and she clearly tells him that she's someone that gets jealous and it's very clear that the breakups have happened because of these moments right because of these interactions so i just don't know what to expect i'm really hoping that things go well but let me tell you this first and foremost they're already my prime candidate for this relationship's not going to work out and we've only seen them for one episode oh um i actually really pray that it doesn't work out because these poor children, right? Like, I don't want Amanda to go. Like, I don't want him to come into their lives because I don't think he's ready. And I the don't way think she, he is either. I think yeah. he, obviously because you know, as someone whose relationship started online before the in-person portion began, you can say and be supportive about many yes. things and be there and say the right thing at the right time with the right phrasing via text via video video phone call then in person it's different and this was this is a relationship between me and liana who are you know about the same age we do we like you know we had no extra stuff that the other didn't experience like that yeah whereas she's coming in as a widow with two children that i do not think rosvan's ready to be a be a like father figure they talk a little bit about 
you know, are you ready to like be with the kids? Like, yeah, you know, I'm, I definitely would play with them. I think that'll be fun. I love children. She said, well, there's more than just playing. And I was like, of course, there's a lot more, but also you two have known each other for four months. So there's a lot you two need to know about each other first before you even get to that. I'm with you. I don't think he's ready. Um, I think he might think he's ready, which is always a great energy to bring in. But I think the real thing is always different than the, uh, the mentality that you are ready to do stuff. I, I've talked about this plenty before, but before Le- I moved in with Liana, we had a phone call that I remember very vividly where she brought up um, expectations of when I move here. And, you know, expectations with regards to housekeeping, because I was going to be the stay at home for the most part. And I was like, OK, and, you know, this, 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 this. And I was like, oh, I can easily do that. I can I can clean that. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. No problem. And then fast forward to me moving in three weeks in month in. I realized that I had promised a lot of things that were going to take some time for me to get used to. Um, and that obviously I had all the pure intentions in my heart to really fulfill it. But I was coming up short. And that was some again, some household chores that were the problem. We would be the worst couple on 90 day. The drama's not really there like that, but mm-hmm. this is children. This is two full kids who are about to, you know, go to school, go, go to activities. And I don't think Razvan's ready. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm saying. He was like, we're going to be best friends. And that's, what's great. Like, well, I'll be friends with the kids and it will work. And you're just like, no, that's mm. not what we're saying. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> so it's just the way it's he was wishful talking. Thinking. Yeah, I was just in hell. Like yeah. I was actually in hell. Yeah. So a lot more to come from them. She did end the episode leaving to go to Romania. So I think they're going to be the first couple we see together in person. So I'm sure we're going to get more from them in the next episode. But for now, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we will be introduced to a brand new couple in David and Sheila. All right. So we've got David and Sheila here. We don't meet Sheila. We predominantly obviously focus on David. David is 42 years old. He's from Nebraska and he was born fully deaf. So we basically learn about David's journey and and how he's lived his life as someone who has not been able to hear. And it was very sweet because obviously he communicates through ASL and they give us the subtitles for it. But then it was silent at first, which hit home really, you know, David's story. And then they added some music. But then when they're adding B-roll, we don't see him signing, but we do see the subtitles to go along with it. What was your feeling getting introduced to David, Sasha? So I love David. I think that he, you know, has lived a really hard life, especially when we hear about his family, unfortunately. But I think that he's like, listen, I'm living a life. I have made a corner of the world for myself. And I'm just I'm incredibly lonely because our world, it doesn't matter where you live is not made for folks that don't fit this like uh, straight and narrow bubble, right? Like extroverted, um, semi-attractive, should look a certain way, should act a certain way, la 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 la. If you don't fit all of those kind of categories, I feel like the world isn't easy for you. And David is one of those, right? Where he has, we, we meet one friend and that friend and him are communicating via you know, a phone app. Right. So it's just, I don't know. It hurts my heart where I was like, aren't there any like 
clubs in Omaha he can join. Um, I literally almost looked it up and I was like, mind your business. Like, it's okay. <laughs> um, you're, you're getting too involved, Tasha. <laughs> yeah, I literally was like, but David, I'm sure there are other Let folks. me help. Yeah, like there are other deaf uh, people that can, you know, um, that you can just like be friends with because I feel like community is so important. doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if you're not just because he's deaf, but just like community is so important. And he was doing the, like, I like to walk alone stuff. And I was like, why, you know, is there, is there no way or no community that you can like be a part of? I'm so confused. Yeah. So David has moved away to, to live here. He lives away from his family and he does tell us that he was born into a fully hearing family and that he had to end up going to a deaf school, which was more like a boarding school. So he had to leave and he stayed there. And then he also mentioned some of the uh, problems he's had, you know, living life with you know being hearing impaired because people make fun people don't understand it makes it harder to interact with people they misunderstand him they think that he's helpless and i think that was the one the biggest one for me mm-hmm. was that he, people feeling like he's helpless but why he's he's you know david's david david's a normal guy but they're treating him like he's not and that's the tough thing for him to do so he kind of lives this lone wolf life is really what they highlighted and showed us Exactly. And I think the part about his family just broke my heart, right? Mm -hmm. Where he was like, yeah, my parents really couldn't understand me. So they shipped me off to boarding school where, you know, he seemed like he really thrived because that's where he learned ASL. Mm -hmm. But the way he presented it was that, you know, they weren't really trying to like learn asl or how to communicate with him which i was like damn like how do you bring a child into this world and not do everything to fit their needs like wake up yeah no honestly um it was just again i like i mentioned this one of the more sad episodes we've had it just my heart went out to david i felt like david um you know is he mentioned he's a kid at heart we watched him play pinball and he mentioned that he can't hear it, but it takes him back to a better place. Mm-hmm. And like the vibrations of the pinball machine really help him. And um, he mentioned that he works two jobs. He works at a grocery store uh, as a stalker and he also cleans at the casino. And he's just a sweet guy. He's just a sweet guy looking for a partner. He mentions that, you know, he wants to have a family of his own. He wants to have children. He wants to have a wife. And he did end up having a relationship prior to Sheila. He met a he fell in love with a deaf girl. And everything was good, but then she cheated on him. And that relationship went south. And then he met Sheila, who is 31 from Philippines. He met her in a Facebook group for, was it Deaf Singles? Yeah, I didn't understand that part. I was, I was like, did they just meet online? But you're right, maybe it was Deaf Singles. Well, it was specifically a Facebook group that that they had met in. Yes, and I just, I didn't under, yeah, I couldn't figure yeah. that out. Yeah. And they've been together for what, two years and, and everything seems to be going really well, which is nice. We, we like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he goes to the bar, he's like, I have a, you know, I, I've met a, this bartender that I, that this bar I frequent with, he's, he's a friend of mine and it was very sweet. The bartender like clearly knew him and they were, inter- you know, helping him out interacting. But then the bartender plays the part of the friend, right? Where he was speaking into his phone for, David to then read it and then respond. And David's very excited to go. But then the bartender, here's the thing. 
I couldn't tell if the bartender was told ask these questions specifically. I I one thousand percent believe it because that's yeah. what my notes say too. I was like, there is no way he came up with this because it really felt like they were lines fed. Like they were like, we need these questions to be answered. Can you ask these questions specifically? Yeah. Cause he's like, how much money have you sent over? And we're like, Oh, here we go again. And my it, bartender asked about my finances like this. Like, hey, mind your business. Okay. Yeah. And, I'll have another and my, IPA. my neighbor actually is also a hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's why I think I, I feel so irritated because I was like, but we have like tried to learn specific things so that we can communicate with him because he's so kind. Um, and him and his family are just like the sweetest thing ever. But it's just I think there's a way to be in community with people. And then this bartender is just like, how much money? Oh, three thousand dollars over a year. <laughs> that's a lot of money, which it is. Well, he says that's a lot of money to send someone you you don't really know. It's like you don't know that he doesn't. Know. They've been together two years. And do you know David? Question mark. <laughs> like that to me. That's more like David. I don't know because I was just like he's so happy. Just like why are you asking him these questions? And it's like again, he, looking at Sheila's situation, this is one of the I think bigger than even the Riley Violet situation where I was like. Folks who really don't understand, uh, my step um, stepmom is from the Philippines, and mm-hmm. it's just like it is not easy when natural disasters happen. And she has a child, and if she needs a little bit of help, she needs a little bit of help. If he can afford it, why not? Yeah. Again, these we need. To, I want to meet her. I would like to meet her um, first because I, I swear sometimes it just feels like they'll do anything to not give us the full story. Yes, so, exactly. All right. So then, then uh, we basically see that, you know, the next time on we do. So this season on, we do see David and Sheila. First of all, they, they had sex. So yay. Bless. Connections. <laughs> Um, and then we also see that her house is, like I said earlier, has gone through two disasters and is not even what, David expected it is worse than he expected so we'll see where they go they both seem really sweet both David and Sheila seem really sweet I'm rooting for both of them I think they're going to be the couple we're going to be rooting for the most here I I think so because I think again I just can't handle a heartbreak for this man because Mm -hmm. he's so optimistic and and the way he he's so honest with us right like he's like I'm just incredibly lonely and I think I finally found someone that you know because Sheila also right had um wasn't born deaf but did have you know I think when she was six years old or something um did have some uh like hearing issues and she does have a hearing aid so I just I was like I feel like he's found someone she has a child he's so excited for them to be a family I'm just like please Oh, please. I'm rooting for them hard. Okay. So let's go to another person on this show. Uh, We are then introduced to Tyre, who is from California. The opening scene for for Tyre is playing the ukulele. He tells us that he picked up the ukulele because anyone that he's seen play it seems happy. So it's very sweet. I just, I can't. This makes me so sad. This is a very sad episode. It really is. I'm just sad for everybody involved. Um, so Tyrus 33 from Cali, and he has met someone on the internet as well. Uh, he met someone from Barbados, Carmela, who's 26. 
And, you know, she he describes her as Megan the Stallion and Cardi B combined. They've been talking for four years. But then, you know, you watch one of these shows too many. You start picking up on some signs early. So the first thing we see is um, we see that he, they only talk through Snapchat, which if you all don't know, Snapchat messages disappear um, and they've never video called again. Big red flag for me. If you've not video called in four years, that's not a good sign. Typically, um, we also do meet his mom and, and his mom had gone through some here. So first of all, Tyree lost his dad when he was four years old. His dad was murdered, um, which was a lot to to hear Tyree mention. And then him and his mom, his mom raised the him and his siblings and they were homeless a couple of times. And now his mom moved in with him because his mom had a tumor in her brain. And then when they got the tumor removed, the doctor let him know that she had a stroke. So Tyree has been helping nurse her back to health and has quit his job and, and full-time takes care of his mom now. Yeah. Oh, what a good guy. And he does have siblings, but it seems like he stepped up. So it's just, ooh. Yeah, I'm he just, does the most for his mom um, than the other siblings. His mom also says as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, bless his heart. Like, this is, I just, this is a good guy. Him and David should be friends, I feel. I would be very down. I would ship it. Yeah, I would like ship I that want friendship. them to be friends. Yeah. So then um, we find out that, you know, the producers ask him the right questions. We're like, Did, have you asked a video chat before? He's like, yeah, I asked one time and, and she didn't respond to it. So I thought, OK, that's her way of saying no. So I didn't ask again. And, you know, bless his heart seems to be very OK with not having to you know, do video chats. He mentions that we have had some sexy Snapchat times where, you know, we've exchanged photos, etc. Also, Tyree does tell us that he is a virgin. Um, so again, I said that like it was a part of the plot. It wasn't. I just forgot to say it earlier. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to report that. <laughs> and it did know, not sound like it was like something he wanted till marriage situation. <laughs> right. So then, you know, Everything seems fine. He does also say that he's kept Carmela from his family. So his family do not know about Carmela, which I thought was also not great. Um, but he makes, he, you know, he makes this lovely meal for him and his mom. It looked delicious, actually, may I, might I add. And yeah, then, he's, he's a good cook. Like, it was nice yeah. salmon dinner. I was like, yes, you're good for you, friend. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Then... Tyra ends up being the last scene of the episode and it comes with a Chiron right before they show the scene. They're like the, you know, after we learned, no, hold on. So they said after (laughs) during production, (laughs) producers found information about Carmela that Tyra did not know about. So then we see the producer also named David takes him aside and says, Hey, first, so we found out some stuff about Carmela that you may not know about or that you do not know about. And then they also add this to, for him. And they say, if you, after we talk about this, you decide you don't want this on the show, just let us know. Or you want us to you stop filming, let us know. And also anything we filmed so far, if you would like that removed, we can do that. So obviously you hear all this and you immediately think, okay, this isn't good. <laughs> this yeah. is not going to be good news. So they basically tell Tyre that um, after you gave us her number, it took us a while for us to make contact with Carmela and the person that picked up basically admitted that they're not 
who they said they were. The person you've been messaging with is a man. Okay, here's the thing. I called it. Okay, from jump. I think a lot of people called it. Yeah, right? Like, to me, here's the thing. Okay, everyone, if you're only talking to someone on Snapchat, grow up, right? Like, please. Okay, 33-year-old and 27-year-old. I think that's what he says she is. Um, and if you're exclusively talking on Snapchat, what is the reason? What is going on? So I think that this person used that Snapchat filter, you know, where the you can like switch your gender, basically. Because I don't know. OK, that's that's my very much conspiracy theory. And secondly, I think he didn't want to know because girls that look like that. Right. The pictures that we were seeing, the Cardi B and what did he say? And Meg the Stallion. Yeah. Um, baby, they're gonna be on video. Like if she's not taking sexy pictures like that and looking like a baddie and then being afraid to video chat. So I feel, unfortunately, that he was so um sad. No, he was he was not happy with the situation. I'll just say it like that. Taking care of his mom, he quit his job, right? Like all of this stuff that he didn't want to know. He was just happy that he had someone. Yeah, I, you know, we all could tell what was going to happen. You know, the the Snapchat, the no video calls, not talking, not telling your parents about the person. It all spelled not good. Mm -hmm. Um, We just want him to be happy. And we knew this was not the case. Now, here is the added um, storyline, because obviously you would think, okay, so Tyree's story was done, right? They they use the footage they had. They tell Tyree the person is a catfish. And Tyra's like, well, that sucks. And then hopefully goes to find romance elsewhere off the show. No, apparently not only is Tyra still on the show, but he goes to Barbados to try and meet the catfish. Lord, I'm telling you, I want to just like throw me in the river. I think they, okay. So usually I don't like to be like, oh, production did ABCD because it takes me out of the show. And, you know, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is, to me, this feels like production said, listen, we'll pay for you to go to Barbados, get some answers from this person, meet the guy and Why see because wh- what answers are you hoping to get? Why did you do this? I'm a catfish. Why? What? What do you know? I don't know. I was just talking and, and it felt fine because I don't think did Tara mention anything about sending money. That's what I couldn't understand because they asked him. Right. But I don't know that he answered. I feel I don't think so. I don't think we got a straight question okay, to answer. Yeah. I seen it in my notes. I don't have. No, no, no I agree. I would have written it. Yeah, yeah, I think I would have written it too. I don't. I do not think that he he answered it. He might have sent it. He might have not. I don't know. And I've watched enough catfish to know that this is gonna be like a miserable conversation, probably, or that they're gonna be like, "I am sad too," and you're sad, and it ended up working out, and and you know, I want to be friends. So I just feel like, folks, just watch one episode of Catfish. If they don't want to video chat you, they're a catfish. Period. End of story. Yeah, I mean, especially in, again, to me, the more and more technology improves, more and more, everyone has a digital footprint, right? You have a photo, a profile picture, you have a video. So to me, because before you could be like, oh, you know, I don't have a webcam or you'd be like, yeah, my phone doesn't have a camera. Every phone has a camera now. Every laptop has a webcam. So if if anyone's like, no, I'm not going to do that. 
and you've been talking for like a long time, I feel like the writing's on the wall there for you. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, all right. Well, oh God, it's just been so sad. This whole it's episode, just, I feel like, bad. I'm I feel sad. You. I never leave an episode because usually I'll leave an episode feeling happy or angry, right? Yes. This is the first time I think in a long time where I'm leaving just bummed. Just like, I want everyone to be, to do well for themselves. There's like not a single American that we've talked about here so far. Have I been like, screw this person. I want the best for them. And I feel like this is not the place. I don't know. Um, anyway. Okay. No, I, again, they will be friends, David and Tyree, and we'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I hope so. <laughs> and you may realize now who we've left for last. And it's because. We oh, got to end baby. the show on a couple that we are not rooting for, that we are, <laughs> I'll speak for me, I, I, I don't care for, okay? No, it's they Gito suck. and Jasmine time. They suck. Yeah, it's Gito and Jasmine time, Sasha. And uh, <sighs> they're back. They're back and ready. Did you, did you, how do you feel seeing them back? Listen, I, people were, okay, Jason Reed, right? You said the tweet early, and I think other people were talking about it too. But I feel that this is a deeply troubling couple as well. Like, uh, Jasmine, because the opening scene, I feel like, really talks about um, our Jasmine side, right? Is her, like, going to the plastic surgeon. I think she is, either he's given her, like, a complex or what's going on. But this is so pathetic. And why the hell are they back? And I and this is not fun either. We're sure we can dunk on Gino and Jasmine for being a hot mess. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, I'm tired of these two. They're stupid and toxic. Listen, am I going to dunk on Gino evolving from baseball caps to fedoras as an outfit change? Yes. But am I going to dunk on or forget about the fact that Gino literally took nudes that Jasmine sent to him and gave them to his ex. No, I'm not going to dunk on that because that was very messed up what he did. And that is still gets brought up here on the, uh, you know, uh, if you forgot, this is what Gino and Jasmine fought about. It just feels strange. So, and it doesn't get stranger than this. So first of all, the first scene we see is Gino and he's at a salon and he's looking at hair, like, you know, wigs and, and hair. So I at first thought, oh, is he getting a wig made for himself? No, he's getting hair extensions for Jasmine. And (laughs) this is Gino, who is very frugal and doesn't like spending money here. And he's he asked, how much does this cost? They're like, "Okay, a box of hair will run you three twenty dollars, three hundred and twenty dollars. And you would need five to be safe for like a whole thing. And he's like, "Okay, well, I'm probably going to get a sample. Just get one. And he messages this to Jasmine and Jasmine's immediate response was, I can't do poop emoji with one sample. I need them all. End of conversation. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> I, here's the thing, right? I hope she's scamming him. I pray that she is going to get her a new body, get her good apartment, get everything she wants from him and dump his ass. Because I'm tired of this. Okay. Is she... She is not any better than him. But at this point, someone needs to do some comeuppance because I can't believe that this is love. I just I can't believe they're they're here. I can't believe they're still together and I can't believe they're back on the show. Um, and TLC deserves their lashings. You know what I mean? Because I'm oh. like, why are you okaying? The, well, after the Duggars, am I surprised? But it's like, 
Listen, stop doing this, TLC. We haven't talked about Pillow Talk because we usually don't, but mm-hmm. they brought Debbie onto Pillow Talk. Yes, they did. I immediately thought of you when I saw that. <laughs> when you told me that, I about nearly fell off my seat and I was on a flight the whole, I was <laughs> traveling the whole day. It's like, I can't do this, Sasha. Give me good news. What is this? <laughs> I know it was literally Debbie and Kenny. <laughs> like what? My God. Ugh. They're not Ooh. even friends. Like that makes no sense. Tomato, tomato, tomato. But it's just I'm like TLC, you deserve your lashings, and I'm tired of this. And these two <laughs> are pissing me the hell off. And I, I can't. It's like it's weird. And and you know, it feels like it's just gonna just gonna keep happening. So let us then talk about Jasmine because Jasmine okay no okay let me give you the full history here yes of of where they're at so they met over two years ago we knew this she lives in Panama he visited her in Panama uh he brought her a toothbrush as a present which clearly she was not okay with because it was not a nice present and they had their fights she uh, Gino is a man who does not like to be without his hat ever she yanked the hat off his head in a fight he put another hat on and blah 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 they fought and now they're you know he came back and they ended up making up before he came back and then he signed up for the k1 visa for them and then the uh, k1 visa is still ongoing it's been about 12 months but they've been apart this whole 12 months waiting so they think that the relationship's getting strained by the distance so he's going to go back to visit her that's where we are now okay that's where we are now meanwhile jasmine is at the doctor this is where we see jasmine for the first time on this season and Jasmine tells the doctor that she wants to be, and I'm quoting here, a virgin again. And oh. basically, I think wants to, is the correct phrase, tighten. I think so. Yeah, I think that's what she said. Yeah. Well, she's and, yeah. And the reason that she wants to, to do this procedure is because, and, and I do apologize if you have children listening or, or you know, you are listening in a car. This. Turn this off because... We're going to have to talk about some stuff that, you know, they need not hear for, for a while. Um, are we safe? Okay, we're safe. Crystal clear. <laughs> Final warning. Okay, all right. We're going to just jump into it. So she says that when her and Gino have sex, Gino never finishes when they're having sex. After they finish having sex, Gino goes and ejaculates in the bathroom. So to her... The reason is potentially this is something that can help it. And she also shares way more detail with this doctor who just does not know how to react. I felt so bad for this doctor. He's literally chilling there and getting info dumped like this. And she even acknowledges, I know you're not a counselor, but you're a doctor. So you might understand you're a man. I was like, oh, God, this doctor is not getting paid enough. He just isn't. Yeah, no, I <laughs> this poor man said, don't you have girlfriends? to worry about um instead like please this this too much and also i just feel so sad that she thinks she needs to do this yeah i you know I, oh god i don't even know sasha i don't know 
I don't know what I was about to say. I really don't. No, because I'm just like, you don't need, because she's, she talks about, you know, becoming a virgin again, but, you know, technically it could be a vaginal rejuvenation, right? Which is like maybe some surgical, non-surgical mm-hmm. treatments that like firm up the skin uh, or a vaginoplasty, right? Which uh, I looked, this I didn't know about. I knew about vaginal rejuvenation, but this one, it's like, it lit- it's a procedure to like tighten the vagina, which I was like, you don't know. Right. You see what I like? No, like, look, no, he is the problem here. Right. Yeah. Like, it's no, not like this has nothing to do with with you. I really don't and think just, so. I don't get it because, again, I I feel so sad for her. And I'm like, is she like using this as an excuse to get plastic surgery? Because I hope it's that right. I hope that her insecurity isn't so low that this is where she is that she thinks he can't finish because of her like no that is the him that is between a man and his fedora okay <laughs> a man his fedora in a bathroom but please um, like because i'm tired of this mess and i just i don't and i don't want any human being to feel this way um you know to feel so um like insecure about themselves that like look at how he looks i'm sorry like i hate to talk about people's looks like that but please look so, at him <laughs> so here's the thing right so let's keep on this topic just to talk about it because it comes up again later and Gino's side of the story is that they get into fights and the fights take him out of it take his desire out of it right so he's he says that's the reason and then he says that she doesn't like like she she'll never take fault in in this being a problem it's only an issue from my side is what she sees it as but the fights are what take me out of it completely and are you fighting before every time you sleep together? That, that's what I'm saying. That, yes, thank you. Great question. Because for some of them, yeah, you you probably fought right before, and then maybe you're making up, and maybe you know, makeup sex isn't isn't your thing. That's cool. Um, but that's sad for you. Yeah, I mean, every time, Sasha, <laughs> there's no shot. Every time they're fighting beforehand. She wants a passion. <laughs> Where's the passion, Gino? If only you loved the way your fedora loves you or you love your fedoras. Um, Anyway. Yeah. So, so he brings that up, but I'm with you. I'm with you hundred percent. I'm like, this is, you know, Jasmine, this is not your fault. This is his fault. And, Um, And her fault could be that. Yes. Like they, the way they fight. I agree with that, Puya, but her vagina is not at fault. Is what I mean. Like, please. Yeah. Fights, hurtful words, uh, fault. Uh, body, not fault. Exactly. Yeah. Like, stop this. Yeah. Okay, so then we learn that Gino has a new job now. He's a full-time job as an automotive engineer, and he doesn't have as much time to talk to Jasmine, which is also probably giving them an issue, because when he wasn't working, he would talk to her all the time, and now he doesn't have that. But mm-hmm. we've talked about some more serious stuff. Let's talk about the ridiculous now because we have arrived at the ridiculous portion an hour into this podcast so i'm ready they're waiting on this visa she asks him about the you know do you have any updates on the k1 visa he says no but it should probably be ready in the next 30 days or so and she gets irritated which my initial reaction was 
he cannot control the visa. So I don't know why you're mad at him, but I think it's because Gino keeps saying, Oh, it'll be ready in like a week. It'll be ready in two weeks. Cause she says she's been living temporary for a while. So I'm assuming month to month leases yeah. as opposed to like having a place. Cause you know, you don't want to be locked down to a whole lease and then your visa shows up and you have to move. Right. So she's like, okay, so I found this place that I want to move into and it's about 30, uh, sorry, not $33,000 a month. And he says, per month that's a lot of money she's like well you said the visa will be ready in 30 days so i want to live like a queen in my last 30 days in my country <laughs> and <laughs> that is a wild argument to make but also gino you did say 30 days so and, and i'll tell you this from experience you do not know how close your process is once it's in processing it's just in processing when you check the website it might say something a little new something ooh, the new verbiage something changed but you will never know the exact date of when it's going to come you have a ballpark but I don't think when it's this far in, you will know. I'll tell you how I know this because I went through this process, right? And yes. I remember Liana and I had a trip. It was our, it was like New Year's Eve. It was the end of 2019. We had a New Year's Eve trip where uh, we, we met up in Montreal and we got on a call with a lawyer because we were potentially considering getting on a lawsuit because me being Iranian, there were some issues, obviously, with the previous administration um that we might we're like you know what this will help push it potentially because like you know we just everything's in purgatory and we're tired of it liana leaves goes back to the states i go back to my my little town ottawa and two days later i got approved so we then didn't end up on the lawsuit but that's where we were we just didn't know when it was going to happen and then two days later randomly okay i have my interview date so yeah you don't know, Gino. So don't throw out 30 days because now you got to pay a hefty price of $3,000, which he agreed to, Sasha. He got her the apartment. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I, that is why I'm like, is she just scamming his ass? Because this just can't be, this whole situation just can't be real. You know what I mean? Or, or is it that he's making, he gets the money right from their TLC contracts. So she's like, run me my check because you owe me half. Which we've talked about how it's not a lot of money, but it'll right. cover three grand at least. Because I think the tell all <laughs> appearance alone is about 2,500 if that's not changed. Wow. So that's something. Yeah, you'll have something, but that money's directly going here. That's fine. Whatever. It's not my life, not my money, not my relationship. Happily, thankfully. Uh, God bless. Okay. Please, so, I would be like, let's have an intervention. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, we said ridiculous. It gets more ridiculous. So after this call, we then see Jasmine in Panama, where we're following her now. And Jasmine's meeting up with a friend of hers named Dane. And she says, you know, Gino agreed to the place, but I didn't tell him how I found out about this place. And we find out that her friend Dane lives in this building and she's moving in to Dane's building. Now, Dane says, oh, and, and Gino's going to be visiting oh, three weeks. Oh, is it going to be awkward if I bump into him there? We learn that Dane is the last person she dated before Gino and that Gino has no idea who Dane is. Oh, I was 
cackling, I have to say, because this whole thing is so stupid, right? Dane is a certified hottie with a British accent. And you're telling me this is your ex that you just like left. Do you have in your notes why she things with Dane didn't work out and why she doesn't want to pursue Dane? Let the audience know. (laughs) Okay. The reason things didn't work out, even though he's handsome and he's rich. Okay. Those were his good qualities. She said, um, they, they didn't, they broke up because he is delicate like a prince. (laughs) Yeah. She said he's delicate like a prince and she needs passion. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. She needs heat. She needs passion. And you know, Gino, the face of passion. He can't even finish. What passion? Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe the passion yeah. is that he doesn't. I think doesn't the passion stop. is the the fights, you know, the emotions yeah. that you're getting out of the relationship. The the I can't believe this dumbass is who I'm with. Like you need that kind of passion. Because, yeah, you need like constant irritation to get off. Right. Of Cause I don't think Gino's got the uh the you know lift you off the floor and put you on a table and and you know do you right there passion because you can't lift her up please. listen we saw the next time on sasha right the this season on and we saw gino and jasmine attempt some bdsm sex oh, and, yeah, and i you, wanted to I gouge my eyes out that was. everyone people that don't watch the show and just listen to the podcast you were so lucky that you didn't have to see this that's all that we deserve real. let me tell that. you this if you've heard because you know gino and jasmine were on a season rob and i covered and rob had you know some sound bites pulled <laughs> so you if you remember how gino sounds picture gino saying stuff like you've been a bad girl no um because that happened okay that happened but also they fight uh we do see another scene where they fight yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, 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 we after my tweet, I do want to retract the tweet because I do think after talking about this for the last hour and also marinating on Jason's reply, they absolutely are needed for this season specifically because, my God, I need someone to dunk on and, and get annoyed with. And they are going to deliver that. And in, not feel bad about oh, it. At like, all. My God. <laughs> at all. Because with, with the other some of the other couples, if I say something, I still know that, you know, there's a lot of real life stuff that's that's the ramifications of what's going to happen as a direct like impact on what they're doing. Um, but these two, no, I can dunk freely and I'm happy to do so. And they both equally suck. You know what I mean? That's why I think I, Who are you rooting I, for. Yeah, please. OK, uh, I think Jasmine. <laughs> I mean, I'm if like, I have to pick, I'm picking Jasmine. Ass, so Scam him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did revenge porn on you. Scam his ass. Yeah. Boo. Boo. Gino. Boo. God, I would not forget she better than me. I'll tell you that. Oh, easily. I, I'm baffled they're still together. Baffled, I tell he you. He wouldn't have left Panama with his hat. <laughs> I need him to her to convince him no hats. I just want to see him Please. squirm. Please. He won't do it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no I shot. think he. He like um, doesn't stand his ground most of the time, but he he has hard stops. Yeah, yeah. I um, I look forward to covering them this whole season. So yay me, I'm lucky. All right, okay, Sasha. Well, that brings us to the end. I do want to do something here before we leave, and I want to shout out a the latest reviewer on this here podcast. Uh, and they go by the name of, let me just pull it up real quick. 
because they've inspired me to bring something back. Uh, so this is a Miss AS Teacher who said, I love hearing, first of all, five stars. So thank you so much. Love the Hot Mess Express. Period. The perfect recap of the weekly 90-day episode. I love hearing Puya's thoughts about these people. He has so much knowledge about the process. I always appreciate how Puya does his best to make sure all cultures are being understood. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Not just the American perspective. This podcast is just a fun time and there is so much laughing when I'm listening. I do miss the power rankings, though. I love tracking how much couples could crash and burn in just one episode. Thank you, Puya. Thank you, Miss AS Teacher, for this lovely review. And if any of you out there would like to share your reviews of this podcast, it would mean a lot to me. This is the start of a brand new season. So new reviews could mean other people find the podcast. You can do so over on robaswebsitecom slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine, number zero day fiance. Thank you so much in advance. Appreciate y'all. And Miss AS Teacher, we're going to bring back the power rankings. I do agree that will be a fun thing to cover, especially looking at Gino and Jasmine being on here. I am very curious to see if they avoid being last because that could happen. So, Sasha. Yes. Let's power rank. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Here's the power problem. ranking of depression. I know. I don't want to put Tyre in the power ranking at all. I don't think it should count. No, because, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So no Tyre. Um, trust me, Tyre, this is a good thing that you're not in the power ranking. This is good. Okay. So I think first place easily has to be for me, um, David and Sheila. Correct. Um, yes. Agreed. Because yeah. I think David and Sheila, the only bit of problem we currently know is that her living situation is not great, but I don't think there's been any indication that the couples are in turmoil otherwise, which I think is a huge plus. So I think they're in first place for me, easily done. But then this is where it gets harder is, is the other three. I do think based on the fact that we have not been shown outside of the this season on the problems between Riley and Violet, I think they should be second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's who I would pick, I think. Okay. So then if we're putting them second, who would you want to put in third place? And remember, whoever you decide also decides who's fourth place. Okay. Okay. I think you're going to think I'm psycho, but I think Jasmine and Gino have to go third because please hear me out. Everyone, please. (laughs) I don't throw away. You don't even know what my thoughts are. Yeah, don't throw away your phone. But that's who I think, at least, because me thinks that they deserve some love on my rankings for me, for them letting me, you know, dunk on them. (laughs) The dunk bonus. This is what we're getting. Yes. And I think that they they need to be together for mess, because what else do we have? And Amanda needs Amanda should not be with that fool. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. TikTok abs and her need to be very far away. So that is why. And it's not because they're worse people. I want to make that clear. It's just because they shouldn't be together. And I, I don't want to acknowledge it. I think I agree with your assessment. Here's the thing. It's always going to be harder to have a power ranking when one of the couples we've already met before who have been together for two years and have survived meeting in person. Right. Mm-hmm. So. That is huge. I think Amanda and Rosvan could easily go up the ranking. No problem. But just the the shortness of the relationship, the constant on and off with the relationship, the fact that the relationship comes with this heavy background story of things 
that Amanda's going through that even her own sister doesn't think she's fully potentially processed and Razvan not really potentially grasping the idea of being a stepfather in the future. We still don't know how they interact in person. So I think putting them last is fine because I think they can only go up from here and Gino and Jasmine can only go down from here. And the other two couples, we'll see where they go. Yeah, very much agree that I'm, this is not like married to these rankings. And if things change, I would be so happy. But Mm -hmm. my point is that I don't see that man being ready for children. And you just lost a husband and you need a partner, not a like cutesy relationship with a 26 year old. Right. So. Stay tuned for the rest of the season as we go through these couples. We learn more about them. We meet new couples. What was there? Three couples, Sasha, that we've not met yet. Mm-hmm. Who are on the, we're on the this season on, uh, which um, they're going to have a lot of stories as well. I'm very excited to meet them. And I think it's going to be I think we're going to have a fun season, especially once we're past the um, the the heavier you know background stories that of course are always going to come in with more detail once we get to the just the couples interacting the reason why this is my favorite franchise of the 90 day series the before the 90 day is because it's couples meeting for the first time and it's mostly silly and a lot less serious life-altering oh my god you're about to get married and you're not a match it's we don't know if they're a match they don't know if they're a match they're still meeting for the first time yes agreed with all of that there we go so we'll see more next week Sasha, thank you so much for coming on. And, and you know, I feel like every time you come on, we have one of the harder conversations, <laughs> the harder things to talk about. But I wouldn't want to do that with anybody else. I feel a lot better just talking oh to you. God. Thank you. Same, same. Because I was like, how am I going to, like, be funny on this podcast? And people probably be like, you weren't. Yeah, we, you know I don't what? know if we were. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, listen. <laughs> I, were we absolutely hilarious? No. Did the topic, subject matter, call for hilarity? No, but I do think there's hilarity to come in future episodes. For exactly. Sure. And I can't wait to listen to all of it. All right, everyone. And you will sure. be back for later in the season because yes. we need a more lighter episode to talk about. <laughs> Please. But till then, Sasha, where can people find you if they're looking for you? What other projects you have going on? Yes, as you said, I cover a pop culture, a current events, hot topics, vibes only podcast with Kirsten McKinnis called Mess Magnets. So check that out uh, over on RHAP. And um, with Rob, I talk below deck sailing yacht uh, on Bravo TV rehab ups. Uh, that's the feed name. So just, you know, check that out as well. And um, Never Have I Ever is coming back. Uh, Queen Charlotte is wrapping up we do have one podcast left so check that out on post show recaps and uh lots more stuff coming up so just follow me on twitter at fun size underscore oh four to know more uh thanks for having me like this was ridiculous but as always so much fun booked and busy sasha (laughs) joseph thank you for coming on we do appreciate it and uh, like i said earlier y'all if you could leave a rating and review that would be very much appreciated. You can do so over on robinsonwebsite.com slash 90 day fiance. And uh, aside from that, you can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. Outside of 90 day at the moment, I do not have a lot of projects because all the other shows I cover are on hiatus. So you can find me on Twitch 
primarily for other content. However, I will be talking some big brother this week. We have got a off-season podcast coming up where we're going to be looking at and drafting seasons of Big Brother. Should be a good time. So you can check that out over on the Big Brother feed, of course, and on YouTube if you want to watch it live. Uh, That'll be on Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. So that's uh, youtube.com slash RHAP. Or if you just search up RHAP in your search bar, you should be able to find it. There we go. So first episode done and dusted. We'll be back next week with some more. For now, we have arrived at our destination here on the Hot Mess Express. We hope you enjoyed your time here with us and we will see you next week. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.